Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, what's up, guys? Busy Sunday. If you're a Patriots fan, if you're a Celtics fan, if you're a Bobby Manning fan, especially if you're a Luke Cornett fan, it's a big day for you. First Luke mentioned 14 seconds in and it wasn't me. <laughs> the exclamation I... point in the corner. I'm looking at the shot chart right now. Only corner three from Boston in that right corner, Luke Cornett. That's what he's known for. That's what he's there for. That's what you got him on the team. Um, it is interesting. Again, it's going to be hard to find uh, a lot of themes from tonight's game. This was a good get right game against a bad team. Um, you know, one that I know, Bobby, a couple couple days ago, you're like, well, you know, don't sleep on the Wizards. They're not that bad. Um, they looked bad tonight. Um, but again, so it always comes down to it. And we had a lot of these in the second half of the season. Uh, how much do you think was just, uh, the Wizards being ice cold offensively in the first half versus the Celtics actually doing some things right on defense and clamping down a little bit. I think it probably was the example that you were looking for of their defense uh, bringing their opponents into tough jump shots and hoping that that number that's been hit against them so far it comes down to earth. Um, right. They've loved the expected field goal percentage that we talk about against um, against them and. It was sky high, the actual field goal percentage so far because of Chicago's hot shooting and Cleveland's especially and the different teams that have gotten hot against them so far. So this was a Washington team. I think I was tracking the jump shots through the first two quarters there that only got to the rim inside the inside the uh, restricted zone there three times through a quarter and a half. Uh, so, you know, they dropped a little less deep in this one. I feel like the centers got their hands on some of those mid-range shots a little bit better, whether it was Horford, whether it was Luke, who we'll talk about later. Uh, and overall, the defense, I think, just looked a little bit more connected. But, yeah, it was a nice cold night for Beal. Uh, others getting floaters off around the rim. But I feel like it was those, like, intermediate shots that you're looking to force against opponents that uh, – got the Wizards cold. It didn't look like they were very good at those shots. They're, they weren't. And again, I mean, you know, they're, they're tougher shots than they look. But the problem is, is, I mean, the Celtics have been given those. They've been given wide open looks here. Did, were they more? Were those looks more challenged tonight or Washington just missed them? A little bit more. I, I don't like think they were, that much more. Like I'm not trying to diminish it. Yeah. Yeah. A little no, bit. But that's what they want to give up in general. If they're going to give up room shots, uh, threes or light or um, in between, they're going to go with in between. And so far, that's where teams have killed them and it came back to earth down the night. Right. Yeah. And, and that's that. So I guess that's kind of the it's a pick your poison sort of scenario with this team. And again, We've talked about it. I'm not sure how much the team has kind of divulged in there uh, or how much Joe has told you he's not very uh, loquacious. But 
How much is just exactly not wanting there to be too big a burden on Al to do a lot of uh, switching with him and having him out there playing the perimeter and burning him out, playing these deep drop coverages, allowing people to get into the kind of that 12 to, you know, you know, 12 to eight foot range and, 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 and make their bones from there. And they have been getting smoked, um, you know, uh, through the last several games, but yeah, less so tonight. Yeah. Um, that's my suspicion is that part of it is decreasing the load on Horford. And that's something they are looking to do, obviously resting them in what the third game of the season against Orlando there. So I think that's a small part of it, but I also think it is the analytics. Uh, I think that they really want to take that rim area away. And through the uh, Cleveland game, before that Cleveland game, where Cleveland actually did get some shots off around the rim, they had the best opposing field goal percentage in the league uh, up to their opponents when it came to protecting the rim. Now, teams weren't shooting a lot there. That's part of it, too. You're decreasing the amount of looks teams are getting in there. But really, the only shots that Washington got off against them point blank at the rim with the putbacks and they had a few moments where they were giving up offensive rebounds in this one but overall those haven't killed them so far in total there were the timely ones in Cleveland that uh, beat them bad there but overall they're doing a pretty good job deterring opponents and that's where I'm going to get to Luke is he stuffing guys in there no is he Dikembe Mutombo He's got that height and that length, but he's not necessarily that imposing of a presence in there. But he does deter drivers. You, there were a couple times in this game where drivers went in on him, saw a crowd, and backed out. And, you know, they threw the ball up for some jump shots there. And that's exactly what I think the Celtics want to do defensively. And they don't have a better option in there when you look at the centers in terms of guys to play that. Even Al Horford, as good and versatile as he is uh, defensively, isn't really a shot blocker or shot to turn at this point in his career inside. You're getting a lot defensively out of those Luke minutes, I feel like. And even on that shaky game on Friday where it kind of slipped in the second half of that unit, he still posted a 100 defensive rating in a game where they gave up 132. So the defense is benefiting from him being out there. And I think at this point, he's your backup center, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, so... Apology cam, John? Yeah. The, <laughs> look... Exactly. I mean, look, you know, if you're if if you're dying of thirst, you'll drink your own urine uh, to stay alive. And that's basically what's happening. Like this isn't an optimal scenario. But again, this is a this is a real conversation. OK, uh, a real conversation. What do you do? between these three not so great options uh, Von Lay is the fan favorite he's an energy guy he's a former uh lottery pick how effective is he truly it's still yet to be seen um you know I think he ranges from okay to really bad uh, I do think it was pretty telling who didn't see the floor tonight uh at all which was Blake Blake um, yeah and uh I you know I, te- I I joked about the signing when it start when they made it um, but my, de- my, my real feeling, and I think you share it is this guy's cooked, cooked and has been for like four years. So I don't know why we keep, people keep rolling Blake Griffin out, hoping that there's going to be some version of him that's existed. It's some space and time in the universe and have that appear. I, I, I know there's a veteran presence. Maybe there's some, I, I don't know what he does, but I think he's unplayable. 
Yeah, I, I don't think he should be part of the rotation at all. And that's the tricky part of signing a guy like that. I know everybody looked at the free agent market over the summer and was like, Aldrich is out there and Blake and all these different names, Dwight Howard. The problem with bringing in a guy like that is, especially for a coach like Joe, you're probably looking at Blake Griffin and the veterans in that room and saying like, all right, we got to find a little something for this guy. I know he came in amicable and said, all right, I got to earn a role here. I'm not necessarily looking for minutes or anything like that. But for him to be in this position now where it looks like the best course of action is to not play him at all, that's tricky, especially when he's on a guaranteed contract. It's not like they can just let him go easily uh, if he falls out of this rotation on this team for the long run here. Like they, They're non-guaranteed or partially guaranteed guys we talked about last week, or Cornette and Justin Jackson. And you, know, you can certainly let Jackson go if you need to. But what I'm talking about is if Blake has no minutes at all, what do you really do? Hopefully he's cool with that. And he's just along for the ride in that veteran I, presence. There. He's clearly cool with it because that's been him. I mean, this is captain buyout, you know, over the last few years, like he's pretty used to teams no longer needing his services, uh, you know, and whether they just kind of, you know, set him free or uh, just keep him on the bench for a little bit, break glass in case of emergency, he's used to not being counted on. So I think he gets his role and I do think he can handle it. I just don't know what he does. Um, so yes, uh, of all of the people out there, I, you know, if you're going to spell Al and you want to go big, I have you have no choice but to play Luke, but it's certainly not an optimal scenario. Um, but that this conversation is going to continue. Look, we said we thought they would do that. It would be lineup specific, matchup specific, right? Um, certain teams, you feel like you need that more. You need more size. You need somebody just simply taller. Yeah, that's going to be Luke games. There's going to be other games where you can get away with playing small ball and play Grant as your bench five all game long and live. Um, and those are the games where you'll see more Grant, more Von. I mean, more uh, more Simmons and Simmons. Jesus, Blake. Ben Simmons is on your mind. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of kind of useless, washed up people that you're trying to figure <laughs> out. Taking a quick break to tell you about our awesome sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Our sponsors here, and they want to remind you that football is back. How could we forget? A couple weeks into the NFL season now, Bet Online remains the number one source for all your football betting needs this season. That's, of course, college as well. You always find all the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at Bet Online. Awesome website, easy to toggle through the different settings, and no one has more. Uh, your continued source for sports wagering information is bet online with live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. I know I'm excited about Syracuse right now. Might lay a bet on them at some point. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. That's MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf all year long. Go to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus. You know the code by now, CLNS50. That's CLNS50 when you sign up for 50% back on your first deposit. Put 100 in there, get 50 back. That's how that works. That's CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, yeah, so I, I agree with that. It's it's a matchup game. And the tricky, you know, this is almost a preview rotation-wise of what they're going to face when Rob comes back. Because look at Friday's rotation where Brogdon plays a little bit less, White plays a little bit less, Smart plays a little bit more, and Cornette gets that extended almost 30-minute run in that game. Uh, so he's filling out the rotation spot that those guards typically are. They were going more one big with Grant in this game. It was good to have him back. I thought he had a strong game. But when Rob comes back and he's Cornette, 
not actually, but in that in that spot in the rotation, you're gonna have to choose between Rob or possibly Horford and your big array of guards in the backcourt there. And I actually talked to Brogdon after practice after that game on Saturday, and he said it is kind of a challenge. You know, someone's gonna get displaced in that rotation if they're gonna go double big on a certain night, and who's that gonna be? They're gonna have to figure that out, and uh, and that's a real challenge for Missoula right now is hitting those right buttons in a game. They're going deeper into the bench, which I like in this game, getting their starters a little bit more rest. It feels like they have a deep, versatile bench that they can actually make use of on a night like this. So Here's the thing. I think you have to go into it, and you just got to live with it. And you certainly have to go into your bench against the Washingtons of the world. Are you going to play a shorter rotation with a quicker, with with people on a shorter leash against, uh, you know, the top teams in the East? Absolutely. But I want to see Hauser out there playing 15, 18 minutes a a game. I want him to get stints in the first half and the second half. I don't want him to be forgotten about because he fills a need. There's a need that's shooting. We've talked about this all, all last year. Give, you got to give up something to get something. You're going to be imperfect at times out there. Right now, without Rob in there, you can't go one through eight, you know, with everybody being able to play the type of defense you want and being able to hold their own offensively on the court. You need some space. You need some shooting. You've got players you can bring in there that'll give you that, and you'll lose a little something elsewhere, but that's fine. Again, bench they're on the bench it's it's not everybody's going to be flawless coming off that bench so i want to see how's our minutes uh the big conversation being had you know and yeah and you want to see some backup some backup big step up and be able to take those minutes as well you know and obviously grant's going to be playing big minutes off the bench he's going to be up till close to 30 most games because i think he has to be uh on this team right now the way things are constituted but the big conversation bobby is kind of around the three guard rotation um you know and how they're choosing to play that. Um, you had Marcus Smart coming off one of his worst all-around games, and um, Malcolm Brogdon tonight playing extremely well coming in off the bench, um, still playing fewer minutes than Marcus. Um, you know, I do you wonder if that's Mark- an injury thing, though, with the back thing popping up. It's possible he was questionable heading into the game, um, but a lot of people here are kind of, uh, you know, wondering. And again, this isn't one of those games where you really needed one thing versus another. But you know, Marcus was Marcus again. I think he definitely got the memo. Um, he didn't shoot as much. He still jacked five threes, but it wasn't nine or eleven or whatever it was the other night. Still didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Um, kind of played a regular Marcus Smart style game, which is fine. You'll take that from him. But Brogdon was outstanding coming off the bench there with that second unit. Yeah, he bailed them out a bunch. A lot. Through a real lull in the middle of this game. What did they go? I think four for 20 between the end of the second quarter into the third. They blow that 24, I think 23, 24 point lead. They get it down to nine, the Wizards did. And he came in with that second unit in the third quarter there and really went on a tear. Good shot making, good activity with Luke. I found it interesting how they guarded Luke. Like they collapsed on him at one point and he found Grant for a three. And, you know, he found Brogdon a few times in that high handoff. I think teams are eventually going to adjust and just not guard him. You saw he got that three-second violation inside on the dump off there. But overall, this bench has good chemistry together. And this is the real strength, I think, to having Brogdon on the second unit is he he is a strong player with the ball in his hands. I know he's elite off the ball offensively in terms of shot making and cutting and movement and all that. But he got so much better as a pick-and-roll player in Indiana. Uh, He really got comfortable scoring with the ball in his hands. And he had been a little slow up to this point in terms of actual scoring and putting the ball in the net. Uh, Passing when 
you know, setting the table with a real strength through the first four or five games there. So it was nice to see him break out and have one of those 20-point games where he's hitting shots, getting to the free throw line, uh, finishing at the rim, all that different kind of stuff. Yep. Um, just want to let everybody know we got Bobby Manning at the Garden, Josue Pavone coming. Uh, I'm manning the chat here. If I've missed any super chats, I do apologize, but I do thank you as well. I uh, also want to let you guys know about our sponsors. Again, as always, uh, Athletic Greens, one of our uh, tried and true sponsors here at the Garden Report. Uh, it's a product that all of us take and enjoy, uh, and it's great. It really is, uh, you know, one-stop shopping for all your health needs, 75 vitamins and minerals in one scoop of water. That's all you need to do beginning of the day. Costs you basically three bucks a day uh, instead of having to go out and get a bunch of different pills and supplements. Lifestyle-friendly, diet-friendly, virtually no sugar. Um, so it suits whatever it is that you're into right now. Um, a ton of testimonials from uh, athletes and, uh, and medical professionals uh, it's, uh, you know, this is a you know, climate friendly company, uh, 2020 AG purchase carbon credits, support projects, uh, protecting old growth of rainforest, uh, donated 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020. So it's a, it's a company that cares about, uh, the environment and the world we live in as well. So, uh, it's another added benefit there. So take want to tell you again, reclaim your health, arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health, to make it easy. Athletic Greens giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit that website right there, athleticgreens.com slash garden. Again, athleticgreens.com slash garden. Check that out. Get a get a subscription, get your health on track, support the environment, support the world, and get yourself a phenomenal t-shirt, um, which we will send to you. We, I think we actually sent the, the end of the year. Nope. We sent the first wave out. We did. Wow. All right. We did. Does that include me? No, you don't get one. Uh, you need one? I mean, I think it's fitting. I think <laughs> this is I a phenomenal it's game. This I think tonight. it's appropriate. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. That, you need you I, need these. You're supposed to have these games that, they, that there's nothing really to talk about. You just come out and you beat the Wizards. They came out. They, they're f flying early. Everybody's hitting their shots. I love hot first quarter Tatum, by the way. Love that. Yes. Yeah. What a jump shooting, though. And Joe Sway's been big on this. He'll be joining us in just a second here. They shoot the ball a ton. You see the first... A couple looks out of halftime, like six jump shots. At start the game, it's all pull-up threes. You had a, like one look from Brown driving baseline in the early portion of that first quarter. So they're living and dying by jump shots quite a bit now, uh, almost similar to those Steven years. I think there's a lot of Steven similarities on this team cropping up. You don't really have like a big you can throw it in to get looks at the rim, and I know they want to cut out mid-rangers probably. We talk about the defensive way that they're looking on that i doubt they're trying to put up a lot of mid-rangers offensively either so they're looking for those kick out threes quite a bit they're getting good looks there but you, you also end up on a night where uh, marcus smart's shooting poorly again out there you went a little bit cold after that early run brown finishes two with seven outside 47 so, of your eight 47 of your 79 field goal attempts are threes you know yeah so i mean you are launching back there today this whole season, I feel like they've been close to 50% of their looks coming from three. I this was talking way about over, Horford. Way over 50 tonight. So, what would Jimmy say? Horford's like 75% of his shots are higher have, yeah. have come from three. So, a lot of pick and pop, a lot of drive and kick. 
Uh, not much activity around the rim from this group outside of Jalen Brown and transition looks. That transition really helps them. They were elite in that first half, I thought, finishing on the run, forcing steals. So, that, you know, they're going to have to make up for some of their offensive deficiencies in, in different ways. And I don't know if you caught the pressers um, on Saturday out of practice. Yep. Malcolm pr- talking pretty forcefully about how – like they're a little bit too focused on offense. Yeah, that and it's actually hurting their... their defense. Yeah. yeah. So that was the most forceful kind of call out of their approach. And but their my, what's your read on that? Are. Was that was that a? Uh, I I didn't view it as a call out as much as, you know, offense is what was broken last year. At least that's what seemingly cost the team the finals. So naturally, yep. there was a great deal of emphasis placed on improving the flaws on the offense by moving the ball uh, a little bit more picking up the pace which again we saw extreme we saw right out of the gate we saw it in the preseason the emphasis on fixing those things was clearly a 1a uh for for this team and you saw it we bobby we said it immediately in the preseason we love this pace they were just take taking it and going and it carried over in the first couple of games. Uh, and then they got into some bad habits again uh, offensively. Uh, but you're right. The defense suffered like crazy. So I don't know that it was a Joe doesn't care about defense sort of comment. It was just a we might have gotten a little complacent thinking that defense no, takes it might care. not be calling out. The, it might not be yeah. calling out the game plan. It could be calling out their approach as players. Yes, we, we got we, we might have just thought we were all set with the defense thing. And it's not. It requires work. It requires effort. Uh, it requires, you know, the same level of focus. And that's again, we keep beating on the same drum. But this is the this was the fear that Jimmy and I had uh, with this team going from one year to the next without adding offensive firepower, you're basically asking them to come back out and just play balls out defense for 82 games in the playoffs, like they did at the end of last year and into the postseason, which is really hard to do. Uh, And you're asking superstars to do that, you know? Yeah. And then on top of it, if we're talking about call outs early, Joe with his first big one out of practice that day saying that they have to learn how to win again. Uh, And then, you know, he got asked to clarify that I believe today or, you know, later that day, it was after the loss that he said that. And then he got asked to clarify that on Saturday. And he said, you know, habits aren't necessarily going to carry over from year to year. So he's seeing something right now. I'm sure Brogdon's comments stemmed from his approach in that practice or the film session that they went through on Saturday. And they aren't happy with the effort, the intensity internally on defense right now. And it got better here today, I thought. You know, Washington missed a ton of shots, but I do feel like they were there. I feel like they're contesting a lot of looks. Uh, that's something I think our good friend Greeny was talking about on Celtics beat, the numbers there. So they're, they're moving in the right direction on that. And uh, I agree with what you said, Bobby, they're giving the shots they want other teams to take, uh, but the teams are making them, they were making them, uh, making them at an absurd clip. Um, and so that is, they, they're, their defense is working the way it's supposed to. It just hasn't provided results. They are, as you said, they were contesting more shots and they were trying to defend the three and give up those uh, those mid-range. They were just, they were a little too close and a little too uncontested. You still have to challenge. You give up, but you can't just, they can't be free throws. And we talk about rebounding too. Rebounding essentially cost you that Cleveland game when you look at the fourth quarter. Like that is, those two ones from LeVert were ginormous swing plays and forcing overtime and then you get in overtime and you fell apart. So that's an early costly win on the uh, loss due to rebounding late in that game. That's another area where it's just being giving effort, being locked in 
all the different things we talk about when it comes to the focus on the defensive end for this team. And you have a lot of different guys, I think, who are playing up positions, uh, who have to challenge bigger players. And that's just going to take a lot of will from this group that you know, is coming out of championship-level play into preseason play in these weekend Sunday afternoon games against the Wizards like you're gonna have to bring intensity on that end they finally did it today I thought good steals those two early momentum plays from smart smart were yep. big deals and totally. then you had Tatum ripping the ball off from Porzingis so that's the kind of force and resistance that I felt like this defense gave teams last year like it looked hard to play against the Celtics it hasn't early this year looked a little bit harder today yeah, it looked hard. Um, and so again, there's more than one way to win. You don't always have to, you know, have a 90 defensive rating or whatever it was during that stretch that they had last year. Um, but it was amazing because again, it looked like nobody could, uh, um, uh, you know, it, like I, I say it all the time, it looked like they had seven guys out there. But just being able to score or get to your spots or do what you want to do offensively with a little bit more ease um, makes. Uh, you know, makes life easier for them again. So again, I like some of the improvements on offense, but um, they have to defend a little better. You have to look at Bradley Beal tonight, Bobby. Um, again, I don't know if it's good defense, bad offense, but all I can think of when I'm seeing Beal is um, I can't believe the amount of time we obsessed with trading, uh, you know, Jalen for him, uh, which again, <laughs> I never really understood. I always thought it Who was- Who did that? But I never thought it was anything more than a lateral move. That's what I didn't get. You know, the idea of adding him to Tatum and Brown made sense. But this just trade Brown and picks and stuff for Beal, like you're talking about him being Kevin Durant, was always an insane conversation to me. Like the idea that Beal was a level so high above Brown that you would trade Brown and a bunch of stuff to get him never made sense to me. Um, and now it just seems like even less sense. Yeah, yes, we all know who it is. We don't have to say it. <laughs> especially when you're looking at a guy who's less forceful physically here. I think guys' bigger wings getting into him affected him in this game. The big center in the middle and that drop that we talked about at the beginning of the show, he's not able to get those lanes to the rim or backline cuts, things he really likes to do. He shot poorly in this one too, certainly. No. Uh, so that's you know, just an off night from him going over 11. Uh, but you make it tough on a guy like that, a smaller guard, guy who's coming off a wrist injury, missing a bunch of time last year. He looked off in this one. I haven't looked at his numbers overall to start this season, uh, but I don't think he's been great so far, at least compared to what he used to be in the past, a 30-point-per-game scorer. Joe Sway. What's up, fellas? What's going on in press conference land? Are they done or still rolling? I'm heading over there now. Going to pick yeah. up the locker room. Yeah, Bobby's going to pick up the rest of it. But, yeah, it's just Joe Missoula, um, obviously a very happy head coach right now. Uh, says the Celtics, they, they they fought. They showed effort on the defensive end. And uh, he likes threes. He likes math. That's what he said to start off uh, talking about the, uh, you know, obviously the twenty the 23 points that these guys got. But more more importantly, uh, how open these guys were and how um, when, when, you, when you have a detail on defense and when you put forth the type of effort that they did, in important stretches, that's what happens on the opposite end. You get these open looks. So he, he was he was uh he was very happy to see his team do that. Good stuff. We're still rolling on the pressers back there, correct? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff. So we'll hear from more players. Bobby's going to jump in there uh, as well. Uh, so that's good. That's what Missoula said. Overall defensive effort. Um, well, this was the question we asked at the beginning of the show, Josue. You're there. Um, and, you know, you got to talk to coach. Get a feeling that they uh, tried to man up a little bit more tonight after kind of their embarrassing, um, you know, uh, defensive performance against Cleveland. Or was this just a matter of the Wizards just being putrid offensively? Because we were talking about it. They keep they te- a little bit. They're, they're giving up they're giving up the same caliber of shot right they're yeah. trying to give up that kind of mid-range and live and die by it and today just nothing was falling for the wizards it felt like but i don't know if you felt like the pressure was a little bit higher or they were defending those shots a little bit a little bit more i think they were in in particularly with the backcourt especially bradley beal i i thought that what, the way they defended bradley beal was, was awesome i mean bradley was sort of his approach to start was just trying to get other guys going but once the Celtics got out to that big lead. I feel like the Celtics also continued the intensity defensively on, on Bradley Beal. He was able to get open here and there on switches, but he was just ice cold. Couldn't find his shot. They didn't make a field goal until the second half. So I think that's a big part of it. But yeah, to your point, I mean, this team, they, they showed that they're, they're significantly better than the Washington Wizards. I think that's for sure. That's one thing. But also they showed that, um, you know, they, if they really zero in on, on particular guys, especially in the backcourt, you know, that they're able to do something like that, which I, I honestly was worried about after seeing what happened against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, two guys in the backcourt got, got going in a hurry, and um, it, it just seemed like they couldn't slow those that, that type of score down. So it was good to see the way they defended Bradley Beal. I think it's encouraging. Yeah. Um, the other topic, I might as well get your take when Bobby's not on here, but, you know, with, the all loop thing? Pro- with all of his propaganda. But to be fair, um, you know, this is, again, you're looking for the best of, you know, you have three not great options really coming off the bench for bigs. You have Vonley, you have Blake. Um, I mean, uh, outside of Grant, obviously. Um, and then you have Cornette. Uh, one or two of those guys probably has to play, you know, some minutes for this team. You can't get by without it. It looks like Cornette's, right. it looks like Cornette's edging ahead. And look, I'm not a Cornette fan. But between those three, I don't know if I can argue that that's not the right call. I'm still, I'm still a Vonley guy. I, don't I, know. I like Vonley too, but I just maybe feel I got like the, it. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm still rocking the preseason goggles, but it's I still the vibe. like the potential. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's got, yeah. he's got the energy. He's got that fan favorite sort of thing going. Right. But I don't know. Right. I don't know if he's as effective. I also think it's a little bit of wishing that they had something like that in the playoffs or the finals, right? I, I think maybe that's maybe that's masking my judgment here um, when, when we talk about that particular matchup. But look, that doesn't mean I'm completely against Cornette. I mean, that's one thing I wanted to emphasize Friday night. I'm not against Cornette minutes. I just don't like when he flirts with the 30-minute mark. And I understand Grant was out. That's a big reason why that happened, you know, in that matchup against Cleveland. But an overtime game, I, I just think there's, there was particular matchups where we, when you can't stop the backcourt, when you got two guys are going off the way they did in Cleveland, you know, against the Celtics, what combined for 82 points. I just think Vonley was ideal for, for those switches, right, for defending the perimeter. But, I mean, between the three of those guys, they still have to find a way to, to, to limit themselves with the fouling. I mean, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a thing that's going to continue to rear its ugly head, especially against top-tier teams. You know, that, that wasn't the case this, this time around, even though Cornette did stack up three fouls pretty quickly. Um, but I, I like his potential. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just don't defensively. He just, he just, he worries me a bit, but he, he, um, he put together a good game today. You know, the, the effort was there, especially with his team needs the rebounding. He, he created a couple of second chance opportunities. So, I mean, he's there. I, I just, yeah, I, I'm with you though. I'm, I'm still a Vonley guy, but maybe Cornette can prove me wrong within the next couple of weeks. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, 
the, the three pointer, the the three pointer, um, you know, didn't help uh, matters tonight because Bobby's Bobby's just glowing right now. But I, you know, again, I I don't know between those two. I think we have. I think I'm we so have decided. Yeah, I'm I mean, not, look. Oh, I'm, I'm far from convinced. Like I said, left. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I know. I'm not convinced. I'm just saying I, I don't know. I don't know that there's a better option right now, and it's pretty scary. But um, I do think we all agree that Blake um, might not play ever again or maybe shouldn't play ever again. Yeah, they're going to – I don't know. I feel like he's going to be buried in the bench for a bit until – unless something happens. Again, unless somebody's out for for uh, you know, injury or something or – You'll see it. You'll see him get on the floor. But yeah, I mean, he got his shot. I, I don't think he's doomed for the rest of the year. But right now, it seems like uh, the, the main beneficiary is, is Luke Cornett. He, he's making the most of it. Yeah, um, we definitely like the Hauser minutes tonight. I think that's something yes. that you just you got to live with. You, and I, I like his energy. I, like I said, I haven't seen that many stretches where you're like, get him off the floor, get him off the floor. He's killing you defensively. If, if he's out there, he's a threat to score. Anytime he gets the ball, I love him out there in a lineup that has a lot that has, uh, you know, you know, other shooters and just give him some space, let other guys handle the ball and just swing it to him. I just, I'm, I'm shocked when those things don't go in. That's a great weapon to have. I, I don't know why there's games where we forget about where, you know, where they forget about him. Uh, I'd be playing him regardless because there's no one else. I mean, yeah. He, no, I know what you mean. There's no one else on the team that does this. I mean, he's he's yeah. almost automatic. And it's been so long, man. I mean, right? we talked about it before the year started. It's like I don't want to go back to Ray Allen, but I mean, has there been anyone like not not close to Ray, but just someone that you could rely on from behind the arc that comes in, whether off the bench or 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 he's a starter. I mean, who's the last person? I mean, it's just been so long, and I think. They're just gonna ease. They're still easing him into it. It's a long season. Obviously, they would love to have a weapon like that in the postseason. So I love this. You know, ease him into it. See what he can handle. And he's passing every single test right now. I mean, he's passing with flying colors. He looks like a, a second or third year guy. And you know, even though he is isn't a rookie, it's just someone who doesn't have a whole lot of miles on you know NBA experience. And he's he's looked like he's he's just seasoned so much throughout this past summer. It's it's significant for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, other takeaways from tonight. I mean, again, you know, Tatum coming out hot was great. Um, your your thought. I mean, we all we forget about Tatum and Brown when they have these ho hum, you know, mid to low twenties games and blowouts uh, where they just didn't really need to do much late because the game was in hand. Uh, just overall, you know, when the game did matter, some your your thoughts on how those guys played. Um, they they played well. Honestly, they 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 rode. I mean, look. <laughs> I was giving Joe Mazzula a lot of flack about, you know, about the whole timeout thing, but he called it a timely timeout in, in the second half. It was down to a one uh, yep. a, a was single digit. Was lead. that the 16 to two run or whatever it was? At that yes. Point? Yes. Yeah. You know, first it started off with a six Oh run. It, it forced, you know, Washington to call a timeout and that's what you want to do. You know, that's, that's how you feel the momentum shift and the Celtics just never let go, you know, of that momentum from that point forward, all of a sudden, you know, it's a 25 point game. So, I, I like that. I, I think it does help a long way. I, I'm I'm still that guy who says, look, yeah, I want to see your players go out there and figure it out on their own. But when when the when the bleeding starts to get a bit, you know, scary, when you start thinking, okay, maybe they're gonna blow another, you know, huge lead. I think that's a good time to call a timeout, and that's exactly what he did. So I mean, that that helped them because I just think they need that sort of uh, just take a breather. Obviously, I mean, not just for physical reasons, but mentally. I think these guys still need that. They need to sort of. Uh, work their way back into being that team that they were last year. So 
Um, this is a this is a step in that direction for sure. This win. Which Celtics do you prefer? Do you prefer run and gun score one twenty five Celtics and hold your breath, uh, hope the other team doesn't score one thirty, or do you like the clamp down Celtics from last year? Clamp down Celtics from last year, no, yeah. no question. And I thought that's why someone like Malcolm Brogdon should have played a lot more in that Friday night game. But I mean, yeah. I, I digress. I'll let go of it. I think it's the last time I'll talk about that game. But um, <laughs> look what he did today. Like, look what he did today. Just going on the, the just his his presence changes things on both ends. And and I feel like these twenty point twenty you know plus point performances, he could do this every night if he wanted to, honestly. But he's just trying to find his way. You know, he's trying to. Be his beneficiary, be that guy to help every single body, you know, every every one of his teammates as he adjusts into his new team. But I thought he was terrific today. No, he was awesome. And again, our chat's filled with this already. I told, I mean, this was not hard to predict, but you know, I talked about this before the season. We're going to be about five, six, seven games in, and everyone's going to be like, every, <laughs> we're going to be about five, six games in, and 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 the the the. Dude, Smart's gonna come off the bench. Conversation yeah, yeah. For, is is gonna start. It's all over the place already. I know, I know. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen for sure. That that debate will happen. But as long as these two finish the games, right? I mean, that's what uh, they were talking about on media day. Aka Brogdon was like, "Man, we're gonna be together. We're gonna be the the, the best defending backcourt in the NBA." And I saw I saw like that energy. I, w- I want to see more of that. I want to see him closing these games out. I mean, he's such a difference maker. Why are people dogging on my hat? Because it's pink-ish. Are they? I didn't see. Yeah, I, I get I get some flack every once in a while. Come on, it's I'm a, I'm it's a girl dad. It's my, it's my, yeah. That too. Yeah, but that's not why I have it. Because it's, it's cool. Because I look good. Because it looks good. Um, if it said girl dad on it, they would they would love it. It's all about the, uh, the sayings. <laughs> yeah. Question, Bobby. Oh, Kess, I'll get I'll hit Bobby with that question without guys. We take some questions for you if you want here, and you don't have to super chat to get yourselves up on the screen. Uh, anything you want to talk about it again? Kind of like a ho hum, <laughs> ho hum victory. Oh crap! Just someone. My... What happened? I'll be okay. You talk someone, for a second. My, just... I pulled my power cord. I pulled my power cord. Oh okay. Someone just yeah. said, um, "That's the uh, <laughs> that's the the rich Cape Cod look." <laughs> the hat, I guess. <laughs> Kind of. Like you got it. you got some khaki shorts on. Yeah, <laughs> you got maybe. the khaki shorts going. <laughs> I like my vacations. I like I like to take my vacations when I can. This is summer. What, what do we do? We 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 go like ten months a year with the Boston sports scene. You got basically, you know, a little sliver of June. If your team makes the finals, you got a little sliver of June, and then three weeks of July until the Patriots start again, and that's it. Yeah, okay. That's it. I'm oh, gone. Man. I'm wearing. My, I'm pink hatting it all freaking. You know, for that whole month, you won't see me anywhere else. Plus, we get what three three good months of hot weather in Boston. I mean, I know. This is, I'm gone. I'm gone. You know, phones off. That's you know that that's the few times where my where I get that screen alert where they're like your screen time has decreased seven hundred percent. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's that. Like, that's the only period of the year where it goes down. Yeah. <laughs> So Isn't it depressing when you get those stats? You're like, man, did I use this phone that much? Am I that busy? And then, and then it has the chart of like what time you're using it and stuff. It's just like up and down, up and down. Like, whoa, it's pretty I need, sad. I need to sleep more. Yeah, I need to get more sleep. When I see one and they're like, you were on it 15 hours a day. I was like, was I even awake that many hours? Oh my god, <laughs> how's it possible? I'm like getting up and doing it in my sleep. How do uh, they know that we're sleeping? Um, we're know. gonna get into a weird conversation. Let me stop. 
No, I don't know what they know. Um, all right, what do you guys, what else you like from this game? Again, it was, uh, you know, it's just one of those where, like, uh, I'm kind of waiting for Bobby to get back up to the locker room and get some closing thoughts because we don't have a ton more to talk about here. I know, I know. I want to see what these guys said in the locker room. I mean, I want to hear, uh, especially Tatum and Brown, man. We, we, these, these wins can't get old, right, for Celtics fans. I mean, seeing these guys just go off the way they did, even in that first half, you know, it just shows how, how dominant they can be offensively. But if this defense doesn't get back to where it was, man, I, I just don't think this team is going to be, uh, you know, that, that same team in the NBA Finals. It's, it's going to take some time. Though. It's, going to take it's some not. Time. It's, again, you know, everything we see about it is it's spin your wheels, hold the line, um, you know, beat the Wizards of the Universe, play all of the good teams to 500, and yep. stay, stay, stay afloat until you get to uh, – until you get Rob back and then pray um, – the the the, the old rob the isn't yeah pray yeah. the old rob isn't dead forever um that's the big wild card is you know what it looks like when he comes back and uh and you know if it's the same if it is yeah you start talking about different ceilings and different styles of play and different things happen but you know again you mentioned tatum and brown without them i mean they should be able to carry you against these teams on their own just by doing what they're doing. Best stat from the night, my one of my favorite was um, I can't I don't know how far it went, but I know at least the first twelve shots of the game went to Tatum and Brown. Yes, yeah, which is great, did. which is great, which also means Marcus got the memo. <laughs> you think that's what it was? Because he was the first one to finally take a shot. That wasn't the first yeah. player. He's like, can I shoot Tatum yet? Like, yeah. no. Yeah, he's like, it's the six minute mark, guys. Can we please? Yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny. I mean, it wasn't just them scoring, but it was they were the only ones who were who, who had attempts almost at the, towards the end of the, of the first quarter until Marcus broke the uh, broke the streak. I like it. Hey, these super, the superstars are hot. Keep giving them the ball. I mean, Tatum knocking down threes. I saw this before the game, too. I posted a video on a, a Celtics uh, CLNS, and I'm like, man, I, I know sometimes I say this a little too much throughout last year, but I was like, Tatum is locked in right now. And then, you know, as soon as the game started, he hits three threes in a row. And then, you know, Jalen's like, wait a minute, let me get in here too. And I love that. I love that. Keep that going. Keep that energy going. Keep it going indeed. Uh, one of the things we're going to talk about, which I'm not going to talk about yet, because I'll give Bobby a, a bite at the apple, is just some of the other stuff going around around the NBA. Hard oh, to not man. hard to not mention Kyrie. We will discuss that that uh as well i'm very very curious what happens there just because of the ripple effects and it's not because i'm not Kyrie obsessed uh at all in fact he bores me um the reality is um you know even though i think you know it's potentially dangerous some of the stuff that he does but at the end of the day he just bores me but the ripple effects again brooklyn instead of being what's that i said i definitely got a take on that too but yeah go ahead yeah, no, and we'll wait on Bobby, but um, yeah. there's a good chance that between between Irving, Durant, and Nash, none of those guys make it to Christmas uh, or, you know, make it into the second half of the season, which means, uh, yeah, which means Durant could be on the move again, which could all of a sudden bring up different conversations. I'm not having the Jalen conversation all over again, uh, but it is really interesting right now. Just freaking bananas if you're looking around the league and Brooklyn's 1-5 and five in the, and the Lakers are 0-5. My goodness, you know? Yeah. I think that's yeah. what makes it worse, this whole thing. And, and it's like, it, it's it's a distraction. It's got to be. You got Joe Sy putting out quotes out there. And, um, you know, if you're the Celtics or if you're the, the, the team at the top of the East, you just, you look at the, I'm, I'm sure they're thinking to themselves, like, man, we got to, I mean, anyone got any issues they want to get out there? You want to make sure everyone's like on the same page because, 
look, some people in that that Nets locker room, they have to be wondering what what's going on. I don't agree with this. Like, you know, I don't agree with you doing this, but then you you having the opportunity to to speak on it, to explain yourself, and you get all defensive. And I just thought that it was a good opportunity for him to explain himself, and he just ruined it. He he Kyrie it. He Kyrie the situation. And I think that's why you're bored, John. I think I think that's why he bores you because he doesn't give you anything that's heavy enough to that you no, can say, oh, it's, so that's why you did what you did. He doesn't do that. He just doesn't do that. No, it's surface level faux intellectualism from a guy who um, you know, doesn't read. He just watches YouTube clips and you know, that's that's what he knows. And we get it. Like that's fine. I mean, that's you know, that's where he gets his information, that's what he's about. Um, and uh beyond that, he's just you know, he doesn't, you know, so I, I think somebody put it on Twitter fairly effectively um, that, you know, he doesn't want dialogue because he's bad at dialogue. Um, yeah. He's he afraid to get corrected, John. Well, a, he doesn't know enough. Again, yeah. he spent his entire life talking at people um, and expecting them to listen, not having back and forth and exchange of ideas. You know, that's not that's not what he's here to do. So nothing is surprising about what he's done here. Um, right. But what is interesting is, again, whether his whether his teammates think it's grave or not, they're definitely gonna they're gonna get sick of it to the point where some 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 weird stuff's gonna happen in Brooklyn. And I I don't know how much Durant how much longer Durant is gonna be there. And we're gonna start that whole conversation again. Oh, for sure. Or oh, there's someone that's gonna think, you know what? Hey, Kyrie, can I talk to you about? You know what I mean? They're gonna say, let's have a one on one. Why don't you? You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to know what's the logic behind this. And it's a distraction. It's the last thing this team needs. This is supposed to be the season where Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving show their true colors. You know, all mandates, uh, bear. You know, all all uh, things that could have disrupted the flow of this is, is to this wayside now. You know, Kyrie's able to play in, in, in all all eighty two games at least for now, and they, they they're off to a terrible start. And then this is the way you. You, you want to stir the conversation? I just don't get it. I don't get the logic behind it. You know, it's interesting because a couple of years ago, we talked about how, you know, Raptors, he left and he went to Brooklyn and he left Boston. And and sometimes I, I always wondered, like, if basketball is the number one thing that Kyrie cares about, you know? And I don't mean that in a bad thing. I don't mean, like, oh, basketball has to be your life. Obviously, we know that, you know, that's not the case for a lot of people. But I'm like, is it a top priority, though? And I don't think he knows what his top priority is. I think he's still trying to figure this thing out honestly no Jim, jimmy and i are both certain he's trying to get canceled um you know you because then so? he i that's what jimmy and i believe that he's trying to get canceled because then he can play the martyr card you know because his favorite thing is to play the victim and that's what he did last night in the press conference um and screw it i've got a, I, I do i do think we have a clip i'll try to tee it up um, but it's not going to be like a colin kaepernick situation if that's what he's trying to go it's for, like, look if you truly believe that's not what he'll the, be remembered for it doesn't matter because in his own mind, he will. It's he believes he's being persecuted for his beliefs. He believes he knows the truth and everybody else is blind. He believes that we, you and I are sheep or pawns or whatever. He believes that we have been indoctrinated by propaganda and that he knows the real truth. And this is the mind of the of the conspiracy theorist. This is he's not unique. There's a million people out there on a million different platforms who believe with all of their heart that they know the real answers and everyone else is an idiot. So he believes he's being persecuted for his beliefs and the rest of us are blind. So he played the victim card again last night. Uh, and let me see if I can find it and I'll tee it up and we'll hear a little bit from, uh, from, uh, from Dr. From Dr. Irving here. Uh, here we go. To follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? 
put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it. Do you see me doing? Do you see By me in front of the, it out there, the title? We're gonna say that you are. Yeah, I put promoting. it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I. Okay. I, it's not you put stuff, things out there for a living, right? Right, but my great, stuff great. is so not. Let's move on. Filled let's with move on. Anti-Semitic. Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I've, I'm not. I'm not doing I'm that. Another You're human free being. To post I can what, post whatever I want. So say that. And shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have to understand anything from you. It's Nothing. not me. Nothing. By it's no people that you're making you up, bro. Move on. But by posting move what on. you Move on. Next did. question. Anybody is going to look more at questions it and they're going to say, you guys have any more questions? Because this is going to be a beliefs. clip. This is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. Uh, this is another asking your question. Oh, my God. Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Next question. Kyrie, basketball related. I lost Joe Sway. That's it. That was something, man. And and again, I someone says here grandstanding. No, I don't think so. I think the reporter was asking responsible questions, and I don't think they had ever at any point got personal. All they did was ask him to explain himself. Like, you understand? You did what you did. Um, it's a remarkable show, you know, uh, just to watch it. And again, My I bad. Hate, no, I hate promoting it. Um and I hate giving him more airtime because the best thing to do is just to not take it seriously. Um, but it makes it difficult uh, to do that because what, what happened here? He, 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 he posts this, um, you know, on his, on his, uh, you know, Instagram or Twitter or whatever um, this, this, this vile movie. Um, and he, uh, everybody says something about it. The nets, their owner, the team, you know, we don't do this. This isn't this isn't for us. But um, then he doesn't take it down. So it's like, yeah. well, what about now? Do you know what you did? And he and, yeah. and his response was, I can do whatever I want. He's like, he's like, I don't want to censor history, which means he's believing that these things are facts. Uh, yeah, but then he also says, I have a platform, and you know, people listen to me. And then he also says. Why do you listen to what? Why do you have so much focus on what I'm doing? You know, just just look at what I do on the court. It's like, well, which one is it, Kyrie? You know, yes, you do have an influence because you have a platform. Yes, you and the kids look up to you, and they're gonna see what you post and wonder, oh, what the, what is that movie about? What's that documentary about? And reporters have the right to ask you about it. That's just how it works. That's the deal. You know, that, that's what we do. You know, we talk about the game, and we also talk about what you do on social media. It's just part of what you signed up for. And and again, I would have loved if, if Kyrie could have just been ready to respond with a thorough explanation. I get it. You don't have to explain yourself. You, you know, you don't want to, but to get all defensive and to make it seem like as if you're, you're, you're constantly a target. I just don't agree with that. And you yeah. know, Nick Ferdell, I give Nick Ferdell credit, honestly, because he's, he, he's stuck to his guns. You know, that's what you do as a reporter. You don't back down. And I think that the back and forth, you know, it's just, it's just childish when he does the, that, that little voice when he pretends like he's, he's talking like if you're, if, if he's you, it's like what he did here at the garden when people so, were like, you know, booing him. He go, he went like this. Oh, you left my team. It's like, well, that's the thing. It's like let's talk. That about shows that. you're you're uncomfortable. That shows let's, that you someone made you uncomfortable. You don't like this heat. You don't like being, you know. It's that level of hypocrisy that 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 bothers me a lot. Is being being you know small minded or latching onto conspiracy theories because you think you know you know something everybody else doesn't. 
and you know is is a way to make yourself feel important the way to make it seem like there's a bunch of other things uh and, going on in the world and other people are to blame for your problems yeah. whatever's going on i don't give a crap about that because there's a million people like kyrie irving out there what bothers me more is uh not bothers me more what bothers me is a hypocrisy of like acting like you're there for the little people but then to literally treat reporters like garbage your teammates other people yeah. like you're just you're just you're just a dick dude you know like it's there's no <laughs> it's like you don't want just, to explain yourself you don't want to you know yeah. inspire the person that maybe he's on the same the same stuff that you're on right maybe he's like yeah you know well do it for them explain yourself to them so you can say aha uh-huh, you can be an outlier like Kyrie but it's like no I'm 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 too above you guys. You Educate know, to to us, oh enlightened myself. one. You know, like right, come on. Right. Yeah. Let us in. Let us into your, your secrets. No, I don't yeah. want yeah, we all know someone like that. You know, John is like the guy in the barbershop who like, okay, you entertain his conspiracy theories just to see, you know, where he stands in his logic and you try to go back and forth, but he doesn't want to do that part. He just wants to say what he wants to say and he wants to put things up on social media and we can't question it. It's just like, come on, man, like this isn't gonna it's not gonna end the way you think it is, you know, where they're just gonna leave you alone. Yeah. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe you and Jimmy are onto something. Maybe that's what he likes. He wants to be known for this. And, you know, that that's his goal yeah, on, I don't, on the way I of don't exiting know. the NBA. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I think he feels, uh, you know, that the world has shrunk around him enough that I don't think he wants to be part of this NBA thing anymore. Because the reality is... Um, He's a failure at this point. Um, everywhere he's gone, he's set on fire. Um, and now there's no hiding uh, from it anymore. Um, yeah. So you have to live with that. And rather than live with the fact that you suck, um, and not that he sucks a basketball player, he's you, you know one of the most uniquely gifted uh, you know people who've, who's ever uh, handled a basketball. I mean, he's an absolute wizard. Facts. Whether he makes yeah. your team better, I have no idea. But he's an idiot, and he's a uh, cancer. Most- yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the NBA stars marvel at his game. They love that. They think Kyrie is the because sh- of because of his handles, because of his shot making, because of all the stuff he does. He's insane. But uh, he's, he's an, an artist, idiot. John. He's an, he's art. an artist. He's an artist. He's a genius. He's above us all. He's a genius. We're lucky to we're lucky to walk among him. No, but the, I mean, again, Celtics made the finals. Brooklyn friggin' fell apart. Like everything is bad. He had. They had one year where they could have maybe pulled off a little coup and won it, you know, that year in Brooklyn when everyone was there. 21. Um, it, yeah. yeah, and it didn't happen. And that's it. The yeah. Durant's toe on the line. Uh, you know, done. Destroyed. Destroyed that yeah. franchise. Probably destroyed his career. He never plays for a contender again. I don't think he ever does anything relevant in basketball again. He's, James he's Harden saw this coming, too. He, he saw this from a mile Kyrie effectively, Kyrie effectively ended his own career uh, with that. He did because yeah. he's done. I mean, who's signing him? Who's signing him next year to maybe. big money? Maybe, maybe that's the maybe. only team. Maybe, yeah. If Kyrie, I mean, if LeBron gets that desperate, which he might, he just might. The way this thing is going, I don't know. Are they, are they playing? Some, I think they played at nine or ten. But we'll see if they go zero and six. But yeah, I, I think if um, if they if there isn't some sort of splash midseason, a significant one, um, they they they'll, they'll get Kyrie. I think they'll they'll target him. But that's it. I mean, and that's a maybe. I don't think it's for sure. That the is only a team. maybe. Uh, let's see. He'd here. go. He would go. He'd love to. He would love to, to change the narrative 
and say, oh, look, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm back alongside LeBron James and I'm a winner again. And if yeah. they were to go to the finals, then that's a that's a success for sure. JB, thank you here for the uh, for the for the donation. Yeah, I do wonder what Durant thinks. Um, what's interesting about Durant was the reason most people thought he demanded his trade is because the team didn't stand by Kyrie. Um, rather than Kyrie being a shit show and him wanting to uh, jump ship. Um, when he got mad at the Nets was after they kind of told Kyrie, yeah, we're not going to re-up. If you want out, you can go. Um, and that's when Durant started uh, saying that he wanted out. Uh, we're going to bring Bobby back in before we wrap up the show. Um, so I I don't know what Durant thinks. I think Durant has some sympathy for Kyrie, has some affection towards him, um, you know, didn't think it was ever going to get to this point but i definitely think at the very least he's like man i wish you'd just stop with this stuff you know like you can be an eccentric weirdo uh about a bunch of different things but i wish you'd leave this shit alone and he can't the 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 the, the alex jones stuff this stuff all of that stuff you know that That was three weeks ago but he yeah, flipped, he man, and, and the, va- the crazy yeah. vaccine stuff. The Israel stuff. It's like you can be weird, just don't be like outwardly dangerously crazy in a way that like is gonna make you know, you know, people run from you because it's getting yeah. bad, dude. So I don't know, Bobby. We brought up Kyrie. We're putting a bow on it. But if you want, um, uh, if you want anything else here, um, you can, yeah, you can have your yeah. Kyrie say or, or let us know about anything coming out of the locker room. I'll cap it with that. But uh, first on Brooklyn, uh, I had a feeling this was going to fall apart pretty early in the season. Like it was going to go one of two ways. They were going to boom or bust. And it was more likely they were going to bust. I don't know how you come back from Durant saying fire the coach, fire the GM. Kyrie, I said this about last season. If it wasn't going to be the vaccine, it was going to be something else. And here it is, something else pretty quick uh, into a contract prove it year, no less. No backing down, uh, no apology really. And the owner coming out and rebuke him pretty forcefully the way he did kind of tells me that, and I think you agree with this, John Irving is not going to be a net for long. I think he, you know, whether it's the end of this year, whether it's the trade deadline or whether it's even sooner, I think this is the end of Kyrie in Brooklyn. Is that the end of Durant in Brooklyn? We'll see. But any fear they have about Durant getting mad, I think went out the window when he was unsuccessful with his trade requests over them challenging him in the uh, off season. Right. And now I think they have a lot more freedom and reign to go out there. Maybe you restock your picks with the Westbrook trade. Maybe you try to bring back a bunch of role players for a guy like Irving, see if someone else wants to take a flyer on him at this point. I think someone will, you know, someone always comes along and is like, we can get it right with this guy. And, uh, but you know, if, if, if this guys, continues gotta, with him, I'll be right back. If this continues with him, Joe Sway, I think he's, I think he's out of the league pretty quickly. Like, you know, I don't think his game is elite enough anymore. He's a great scorer. He can really put the ball in the basket, but I don't think he's a guy you can start your franchise with, rely on him night in and night out, and have him as one of the guys who's going to lead you to being a top seed. Never mind a champion. Right, I'm, I'm with you on that, Bobby. The only team I think that that maybe maybe he gets an offer from is and that's just because of the situation that they're going through right now. But again, we don't know that if they're going to do a, a, some kind of splash midseason, some sort of trade where maybe they bring in a point guard that they're happy with. But that's the only one. That's the only one. That's a maybe. And even if that were to happen, I, I think he'd have to take a, a significant pay drop, pay cut. And I, I don't think he's ready to do that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But 
I'm I'm with you though because it, let, let's face it, he's not going to be a guy who wouldn't mind playing for a, a rebuilding team, right? Like remember how Rondo bounced around the league a lot? People were kind of scared to to keep him around, and I mean not to compare the two, but you know, just thinking of other options, I don't see Kyrie as being that guy. Nor do I see one of those teams saying yes, we want Kyrie to lead our you know rebuilding phase. Like it's just that's not going to happen. So the Lakers, are the yeah, I don't think team, he can be. I don't think he can it. be a mid-level complimentary guy. And you're certainly not investing in him as one of your stars I mean, at this point. That Lakers exception is the enough, only one. But he won't do it. That's the yeah. thing. He's talented. I don't he's even know talented. if his game's good enough, though, to invest in him in that level, especially when you factor in all the negatives with him. I mean, we talked about him after game one of the of the Celtics series last, last spring. He looked unhinged. And that's before going to the podium and doing what he did yesterday, uh, just back and forth with reporters saying one thing that he has a platform and then saying that this isn't a platform, you know, he's promoting it on and just talking out of both sides of his mouth, not making a lot of sense, not backing off is the most discouraging part about it. And you almost wish someone else, Durant, certainly the owner did, but someone else in the league would be like, man, just shut up. Like, stop because this is getting pretty dangerous you saw like you saw um people putting like things about kanye was right outside of uh, a sports stadium it got out of hand i don't know how long the nets are going to allow it but i do agree uh, you know it, i i think it ends fast i do want to put a bow on it with some celtics related stuff because again Kyrie conversation isn't for everybody and we could literally yeah. legitimately go on and on and on forever so um I, I felt it had to be brought up because it's such a big story in the NBA here. Um, but uh, again, I, the end to it is, I think, when Brooklyn finally has said they had enough. It's just a ripple effect what happens after that. Um, and could it impact the East and could it impact the Celtics? Uh, we'll see. Um, you just got out of the locker room, Bobby. Um, what was the general vibe? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture to put up out of the locker room because okay. this is a great way to end the show here. Exclamation oh, point on it. It's Halloween yeah. stuff. Grant Grant took to the scrum as Batman. And <laughs> you will really appreciate this. Are you this kidding drawings. me? Oh, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure I'm not sure if uh, you're the biggest Batman fan, but I know you're a big movie guy. He answered every question. Am I a Batman, Batman fan? In I'm the an Bat- every fan. Yeah. In, the, in the Batman voice. Oh, in man, in complete theme, talking about keeping Boston safe, uh, you know, being alert at all times and the lightness and the dark. Like, it was great. I wish we had a clip to play um, out of it. We might in a minute here, but I just sent you the picture of him uh, to throw up right. in the costume. Right? It was golden. It really was. And it'll be up on our YouTube channel as well for everyone to check out. Yeah, so uh, let's check out what Grant Williams looked like here. And, again, I'm sure it's on Twitter by now and you guys have seen it. But um, this is uh, – this is our boy. <laughs> Grant being that's, Grant. Love it. That's our guy. <laughs> Good game Whatever. from the night, too. You get to wear the suit after a big performance. It mattered, man. And he walked in that way. You saw that, right, Bobby? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what he walked in like. But you better... Yeah. Uh, good costume. Buddy, I mean, this is a good idea. I never know what to be for Halloween. What's your What's your go-to costumes? Oh God, I'm terrible at it. I, I I was never a Halloween guy. I was never one of those costume guys. I didn't hate. I just didn't wasn't one of those guys that had a zillion costumes or like great ideas. I'd always be like running around last second. But with kids, you gotta wear stuff. So I kind of wear what they want me to wear. So like yeah. I've been Mr. You Incredible. Got, you got the ball to leave. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I I was like you know I've worn some really dumb stuff um, before. Um, so uh, but this year I'm lame. I'm nothing, uh, which is terrible. 
I just sent you a clip, John, if we want to get that up before the show ends of, uh, of Grant talking and the Batman theme. That's good. Hopefully it'll go um, through. But uh, just general vibe, uh, you know, just about the game and the performance areas of emphasis coming in, whether they thought they executed what they were going for. Uh, you know, what was the kind of thinking here? Yeah, I saw, I saw Grant in his walk-off before his, his Batman transition. Uh, he, he he was talking about how they need a walk-in defensively in this game, and they felt like they did that. Uh, smart, talking about it too. You know, got some guys not being as used to all the switching and stuff that they do, but they kind of locked it down over the practice over the weekend, the film session that they had there. And, you know, we're pretty well connected, I thought, in this one, especially in that second unit. That's right where I feel like they've had a lot of the issues is that second unit where you have your Hauser, you have your Brogdon, you have your guys who aren't as used to that system uh, as some of the other guys out there, Luke, too, to some degree. Um, I did also ask Grant about the Luke jumping thing. I don't know if we talked about that on the show, but no. uh, he said it doesn't work on Batman in practice. All right, let's hear Batman. We're just as good. In the lights as we are in the darkness. It's the best to have two guys. Superman, Green Lantern, do our best job as a league to not only keep this team secure, but it's city safe. <laughs> Trying okay. a little too hard. Trying a little too hard. <laughs> I kind of had a feeling it was going to go that way. I kind of had a feeling it was going to go that way. Tatum didn't appreciate Tatum's. Tatum was in the background rolling his eyes. I appreciate the effort, but like I'd He's be like, a, I told you sad. don't do this, bro. I told you don't. I, do right, like I'd be. I know that people will lap it up, and everyone's gonna be like, I love it. Um, I, I'm in Tatum's eye rolling sort of uh, crowd here. Sorry, I, I'm. I like fun. That means it's a tough feels, one. It's a tough one. I I, I applaud the effort, but. Uh, yeah. If you don't nail it, it's cringy. It's cringy. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like Shaq. You know, you start going to Shaq territory. It's like, nah, that's not it. Oh, you thought you sounded like Shaq? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little Shaq vibes. But it's, uh, it's, it's like it's like it's like a little Russell Wilson vibes. That's what kind of you know, like <laughs> it, you're 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 trending into that that dangerous like corny like. No man, I don't I don't like when you do that territory. Dwight Dwight had some of that to him. Oh, Dwight did, yeah. 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 yeah I remember people used to be like, was... oh, Dwight's hilarious. I'm like, no, he's cringe. Like, every time, everything he did to me was just like, I just didn't think it was funny at all. Yeah. I'll tell you, if they lost, he couldn't have done that. So, at least they won and he's performing well. He's playing great, by the way. A lot of the stuff we've talked about uh, in terms of him rounding out his game, attacking closeouts, making passes. There was a sequence where he made two great passes to set up threes where the game was getting pretty close. Yeah, he's a big part of that second unit. I know, I think you want him to start, um, John, right? Or, or, yeah, the end, you know, they didn't want, you wanted, you didn't want them to go double big in the traditional sense. You want a guy like Grant out there um, with the starters. And I'm kind of glad they kept him in the second unit where he can play off Brogdon, who has assisted most of his baskets so far, where he can make some plays himself with the ball in his hands and set up other shooters around him and defend. Like, I think throughout his career, we've seen he really is well suited for that, like, seventh man role right next to the sixth man. And he's doing a great job with that. I saw it coming into this game. His effective field goal percentage was like 94%. That's probably in that same league now after a four or six, two or three game uh, from three. And, you know, to have three assists with that, which isn't something he could do last year is great. He had a phenomenal game, I thought. Uh, who are we talking about? 
Grant, the guy Grant in the is, lower third. We need Grant. We need him. Yeah, we absolutely do. There's no question. They missed it. him Friday. They missed him. They, they're not deep enough to miss key guys. That's the problem. They're razor thin right now. You can't be down guys. You just really can't. It, it hurts. I was Tatum. I would have been like, you know, we lost because of you, right? Against good teams, if you're down one or two guys, you're going to have a problem. There's going to be a lot of issues like there was at points last year, uh, early in the year. They're not deep enough. Grant, as with the bigs being down, if you are missing Horford or Grant, you're in big trouble. Oh, really yeah. are. Plus big trouble. Nice job easing off. Nice job easing off Horford in this one, too. They needed to get him some some you know rest in the fourth quarter there ahead of a big game Tuesday you know it's pretty cool that after their two awful losses to Chicago and Cleveland they got Cleveland and Chicago coming up this week uh no only the first one on the road and then I'm back to back against the next Saturday yeah um, all right we are going to wrap up the show guys we've been going a bit about an hour here um so we do appreciate all of you hanging out with us um again make sure you go to our YouTube channel and uh check out all of our stuff we have uh you'll have a the full Brent Grant press conference. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Bobby and Josue will be doing some of their post-game videos, which you can see on there reacting to this game. Of course, as always, uh, make sure you support our sponsors, um, Athletic Greens, athleticgreens.com slash garden. Um, really important to us to uh, have as much support for our sponsors as possible. If you're at all interested or were ever interested in this product or we've convinced you or you're curious, give it a shot here or at least just check it out. Uh, pop on, read it, research it, pop onto the website here if you are thinking of ordering so you can take care of this discount. Athleticgreens.com slash garden, a free one-year supply of vitamin D plus five free travel packs with your first purchase. It's worth it, honestly. Look, you get one of these too. I love it. You get a little kit with it um, to take care of everything. But, um, yeah, please check that out. Support our sponsors. We would really appreciate it if you do. I know several of you have. You've DM'd me, and I do appreciate that. Uh, Celtics win. They get back on track here. They beat the Wizards 112-94. What's next, guys? Cavs on Tuesday. Here we go. Revenge. Oh, yeah. I think Mitchell went off again uh, in whoever they played. Yeah. 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 He's dropping 30. Yeah, they beat the Knicks by almost 20 today. Yep. It's been good. It's been solid. Um, they're fun to watch. And I think it's Wednesday, actually, guys. I think Is got, it Wednesday? I think they got two days off. They're in Cleveland on Wednesday. So uh, a couple me. days he's off. Up, we'll he's up 38. Jeez. He went off. Yeah, they beat couple, the Knicks. A couple days off. We'll see you guys back here on Wednesday night. Um, it, look, look for some notifications. We might do a Twitter space sometime between now and then to hear from you guys and take some of your questions. We do appreciate you guys joining us. I know it's Sunday. I know it's uh, uh, Halloween Eve. Halloween Eve football. There's a bunch of different things you could be doing, but you are uh, hanging out with us, and we do appreciate that. So thanks, guys. Um, and that's that. Uh, we will, uh, we'll see you guys.